You're listening to Voice Memos, the show about two longtime friends who have informative yet brief discussions about multitudinous topics. If you want to go deep into a topic, this is not the podcast for you. We keep it shallow. Now, please welcome your hosts, Jen and Myron. Like, are you really there? I can't help it that my walks get faster because I'm just an athlete. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. So how long? How long is your walk? How long is your evening walk? I mean, I try to go at least a mile and a half, you know, so maybe it's 35 minutes, sometimes 36 if I stop to pet a dog along the way. <laughs> uh, you know, that's a good walk. And it's funny because it was really hot last week, but this week it's cold. Yeah, there was t- like when it was 90, I was like, oh, it's so hot in the afternoon that it's just not enjoyable when it's, you know, you got back sweat and you're like, oh, this is your glasses are sliding down your face because you're sweating. So it's been it was really nice day, like 64 degrees and there are not many people out and about, but it's just nice after working in front of my computer all day. You know, I have a standing yeah. desk and I have a little walking treadmill, but to get outside just feels so good. Yes, yes, that's, that's a good idea. I took a couple long walks this week. One was I went to Midtown because oh. I was going, it was the middle of the day. I was going to um, pick up some lunch and I thought, oh, you know, instead of driving to the place, I would drive to Midtown about a mile and a half away and just walk the rest of the distance. So, so I was like, because it was a really nice day. So I meandered through Midtown. It was very nice too. And I end up at this restaurant. And so I go in and I go, because sometimes I like to order there just to like blow time. Yeah, you know, so I go in and I like this restaurant. So I go in and I go, hey, I want to order takeaway to go. And a very nice lady goes, okay, what do you like? So I place my order and then she says, okay, that'll be about 30 minutes. Would you like to wait at the bar? Now, I'm not a bar fly, drinky person like, you know, people. And I'm like, nah, I'll I'll just stay outside. There's a bench out there. I'll sit outside. And she goes, oh, that's great. I'll bring it to you. I'm like, oh, that's even better. Because they don't give you like a little, you know, restaurants that give you those little buzzers and stuff like that. And I go, I'll be right in the, I I tell her I'll be right in the bench. That's right. It's all glass. And it's not even shaded or anything. She she goes, yeah, I see. I'll bring it out. And I go, okay, great. So I sit outside. Again, it's a very nice day, and I'm just sort of people watching, just sort of hanging out. And then she comes out and she brings um, someone a different. She brought a meal, an order to someone else. I go, oh, really, it's really nice. So I'm just sort of hanging out still, just doing my thing. And then she comes out, you know, maybe five minutes later, and I think it's a um, like a DoorDash person or something. She brings it out to them. I thought, oh, that's really nice because usually they come in and do all this kind of work, right? So then I wait like another 10 minutes. So now I am about 40 minutes. Okay. And so I'm like, huh, you know, it's a little bit longer than what she said. So I waited another five minutes. I'm thinking, well, let me just see what happens. And so nothing happens. So I go, well, let me go in. So I go in and she's not at the front desk. There's another guy. And he goes, yeah, would you like to order? I go, no, I already ordered. I'm just waiting for my, uh, for the lady to bring it out. He goes, well, what's your name? I get my name and my order is sitting right there. Oh. <laughs> just, just sitting right there. And so then the lady comes because she has, she was upstairs and so she comes downstairs and she goes, Oh, hi. 
I'm glad you got your order. Have a great day. <laughs> you know, <laughs> did it take everything for you not to just throw the plate at her? <laughs> it did. It did. So I was like, why did the system break down right here? <laughs> why is it me? Right. Just why right now? And look, just to be clear, I don't think there was any like microaggressions, no racism. There was nothing like that. It's just the system broke down at my turn. Right. She's I was happy like, that you came in from your nice little spot outside and got your own food. Yes. And that, and, and you know, I looked at it and I was like, I, you know, it was like you, like, do I say something? And I just, and I just did like, you know, like we do most of the time. I just go, oh, thank you. You're welcome. You have a great day too. I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> well, yes, you are passive aggressive. And I would say we're leaning on the passive way more than the aggressive part of it. <laughs> and I walked out and I knew I was shaking my head. I just thought, well, you know, sometimes you have these experiences in public and it, they're really, there's nothing like it, it, it was so, it was, it was a minor thing. And I just didn't think it was worthy of complaining about, yeah. but it also was really annoying but they were also so nice and clueless. I just thought, well, you know, what what would come of this? Yeah. They already got my money, the food. What else is there to do? So, so. Such a good point. You know, so let me tell you the last little piece. So I walk out of the store with my food or out of the restaurant with my food. And a couple is walking by. So I pause so they can walk by. And they're both smoking weed. Wow. So now I'm in a cloud of weed. And I'm so like, you got oh. contact time. Okay. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. Look, Is that why you text me, you love me? <laughs> <laughs> like I know it's legal and I'm glad people don't go to jail for it and everything. But man, that stuff stinks. Well, some people still go to jail for it, right? Just not yeah, in, in some states. But you know what's also interesting about that? I was having this conversation with my mom the other day, or maybe my dad. You know, they all they all get together and tell me what they saw on the news. And I was telling them that, yes, although weed is legal here, the minute you go up in a plane and you are in the air, that is federal. So if you're carrying weed with you on a plane, like yeah. you could be arrested when you land because- that's an illegal drug federally. That's a great, that's a great point. That's a great point. It is true. Um, it's funny you mentioned that because my uncle and his wife are going on an Alaskan cruise in a few oh. days. And they were told because um, he has, um, you know, he, they sometimes partake in the devil's grass. <laughs> and, <laughs> and part of their information from the ship was because there'll be international waters and federal laws and all this kind of stuff basically told them there's no wheat not even edibles and not even not even if you have a medical card yep they just said flat out no so it is i mean that's a great point you bring up there's a hodgepodge of laws around and you end up in the wrong state they don't care about your California or Oregon or Colorado rights or wherever, you know, nope. you happen to be legal. Nope. So interesting just how, you know, smoking weed in California and you walk by. Yeah, I can, there's people when I go to the gym, especially in the morning, because we've had this conversation that I work out early that if I walk by somebody or they come over and say hi, because we, we engage in conversation because we see each other all the time, mm. I can get a contact high. Some people will smoke weed before they work out. 
Uh, it just, it, I don't get that. I don't understand it. Like, do, I, I don't know how relaxed you want to be lifting really heavy weight, but you know, to right. each their own. it's each their own. You know, I remember once when I was driving right share and I, I think I was driving Lyft and I picked up this young man. That was one of the worst things about driving that people get in um, the car and they would put out a joint or a cigarette and they get in the car immediately. Right. And so they're like Pigpen and Charlie Brown. They all, all the smoke is there with them, right? And if it was cigarettes, it didn't even matter if it was a cigarette or we because what would happen is once they got out, the next passenger, passenger, particularly if it was weed, they would get in and then your car smells like weed. And they blame you. They're like, oh, you're smoking you. while you're driving? Yep, that's exactly it. And you say, you know, so they would get in out immediately say, I'm sorry, I know it smells. The last passenger was smoky. But, you know, people don't believe that. No, they're like, no, they liar. Um, yeah. You know, you said something, what we were talking about my walk. And, you know, interesting thing that happened today. I have two interesting stories to tell. And then I have something that I'm really pissed off about. But um, so I'm on my walk and I'm coming and I hear, excuse me. I'm like, oh, you know, where's my, where's my uh, pepper spray? Cause you know, you always have to be on guard. I walk with one headset, yeah. you know, one AirPod, and it was a woman on a bike. And she's like, I have to tell you that, you know, your hair is so pretty. And she's like, oh my God, I didn't even notice the tattoo. She's like, can I look at it? I was like, yeah. So I roll up my sleeve and she's, she's like, wow, that's amazing. She goes, oh, is the other one? That's like a universe. And I was like, yeah, I mean, just makes you, re it reminds me that sometimes you have to remember how insignificant, how small we are in the grand scheme of things. Right. And, and yeah. don't take things so seriously. And she's like, wow, thank you. And she goes, I feel like your butterfly was a sign for me today. And let me oh, tell wow. you how, how damn it, which is really nice. Right. Let me tell you how damaging being a woman is and, you know, media and, you know, murderers yeah. and, 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 you know, people that have guns and, you know, this, there's this environment the whole time I was thinking, does she want to rob me? Right. So instead of engaging in conversation with this wonderful, beautiful human being that yeah. pulls up next to me, goes out of her way on her bike, tells me to have a great day. I was thinking, is she going, you know, I didn't, I don't know her stature. I didn't know if she lived in the neighborhood. I don't yeah. know if she's, you know, just riding her bike around town. Does she have a home? I don't know any of that. But I was thinking the entire time, is she getting close enough to me? to like right. try to steal my bag, stab me, take my earbuds, like take your phone. And I was wow. so mad at that because right. I could have engaged in some really great dialogue with some stranger that took the time out of her bike ride to come over and right. say those positive, wonderful things. So that was frustrating, you know, and, and unfortunately I, I have to think that way in general. Like I always mm -hmm. err on the fact that someone's going to do something. Otherwise, if I let my guard down for a moment, that's when <laughs> something might happen. Right. You have to, it's, it's, it is sad that you have to be on guard like that because of, I don't know, it's 2023. Right. And, and it's, it's like double because you're a woman. Yeah. Right. It's just the, I mean, men harm men, but men harm women, like at an alarming rate. I mean, there was a shooting today in um, Atlanta. Oh, God. And this guy goes into a hospital. Oh, God. And he shoots five people, one of whom he killed. 
right? And, you know, I don't know the weapon and all this kind of stuff. And so there was a manhunt. You know, we don't have we don't have a term we call a woman hunt. So no, there's always no. men, right? And so they did catch him sometime in the last <clears throat> couple of hours. And then we have the familiar, you know, three three things or two things. One is um, people follow, who follow the news and you get alerted to these shootings in America. Everyone first wants to know what's the race of the person. Crazy. Right. Right. Cause that, that sort of governs a lot of different responses. What is the race of the person? Right. And then, and then what is the stated reason? Like what, like what's the deal uh, or no, the, the race of the person. And then um, was it guns? Right. And so then you get the, you get both sides, you get the, you know, both sides are the big, the big issue, you know, guns, the availability of guns, you get the mental health things, you get the race things, you get all those sort of components, right? But two things that um, we don't get as often um, are, are, are these two. First of all, when we hear there's a mass shooting, 90, 90, more than 90% of the time, it's going to be a man. Yeah. Right. And so, and so we could almost say, we could almost answer the question, what was the weapon with the answer being the man was the weapon. Yeah. The man was the weapon. That's the weapon. The man is the weapon, right? The tool he used was guns, right? Guns, a guns, you know, the availability of guns, that's the tool, but the weapon is the man. And then the other piece that frequently gets, misses the flip side of that man coin is far too often the victims are women. So to, and, and that, that often doesn't get conveyed unless you're, you, we cover it in this country with very um, softening words, domestic dispute. Yep. Right. We, we, we soften it, but really it's, a man committed an act of violence on women. So this guy on, on a woman or some women, this guy today in Atlanta, he wasn't exceptional. He was a man, a black man. He had um, some type of rifle weapon and he killed one and, and injured four others. Those five people are all women. Wow. They were all women, all of them. And then if we go back a week before the man in um, Texas, who was shooting his gun in the middle of the, you know, the day or night, whenever he was shooting in his yard and his neighbor asked him to um, stop because their baby was sleeping. He killed all those people. And most of the, most of the people he killed were women and, and girls and the women, all the women he killed were killed as they laid on and covered their kids or babies to protect them. Oh my God. Right. And so, and so, and so most, almost all of the violence in the country is perpetrated by men, almost all the violence, right? And so now you do have women who commit violence, but the overwhelming majority, whether it's guns, knives, assaults, vehicles, it doesn't matter, it, it, it's men. But in this country, because, because we have, you, you know, we call it the patriarchy for a reason, that men run things we don't focus on that specific aspect of it. We have a gendered violence issue and the gender that's committed to violence is also the gender that makes 
weapons legal. It's also the gender that mostly writes the laws, enforces the laws, and locks up people or doesn't lock up people. It's that one gender. And and women are at in the firing line. So yeah. that's my go deep, not go deep thing today. I was thinking about that today. No, it's good. And you know, it just made me a little angry, frustrated, sad, you know, like just having to make that connection to automatically think that she's out to get something from me. Now, yes. you know, we watched that show Power and one of one of the characters and Power are women, who, young girls, 13 and 19, who get this extra organ in their body that creates electricity like it does in eels. And they have the power to use electricity through their body. And one of the girls on that said, it is so empowering having this that I can walk down any street with both headphones in my ears without a dog. I can just walk because I know that if anybody tries to fuck with me, she doesn't say fuck with me. I will fucking annihilate them, which is a confidence level. And having that that layer have that definitely have the confidence to do because now you have something of power to you know to protect yourself with so interesting yeah it it's a great statement yeah she and that that reporter who was the man and i think he's from nigeria he he had that realization he said i never thought about the fact that you know i i walk around and i, I have other things to worry about but i never just worry about i'm being overpowered or that i can't just overpower you know, most women whenever I want to. And I never thought about the flip side of that. How does it feel to be a woman knowing that all these men around and they could do something at any time? Yeah. He said, yeah. So he was like, now they equalize thing, things and men are mad. Yeah. Men are mad. And they think they're going to bring out their guns. Hence the conversation that you just had in regards to a tool and men being men being the weapon. So yes. crazy. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, you know, I was... I told you a little bit of this story. So I go to see Louis Capaldi. Now, again, Louis Capaldi, he was phenomenal. He's in Berkeley, about an hour and a half away from, from the, from where I live in Sacramento area. And little do we know, because I planned this thing and Louis Capaldi performed for an hour. Let's just say, because my thought process is due to his Tourette's, the longer he stays on and performs, the more his like tick so he's got a facial tick. There's, he's not like shouting out any, you know, graphic words or anything. But um, so I think it starts to escalate the longer he goes on. I don't know. I haven't confirmed nor denied, but I would think with all his songs and he only plays 10 that there, there's a reason for that. So um, we my girlfriend and I are going to go to Berkeley and we're going to leave a little earlier because there's I mean, the vegan opportunities in Berkeley are really amazing. There's this burger joint I yeah. want to try. <clears throat> and so we say let's leave at four. Well, I mean, who knew that it was going to go to fucking game seven of the playoffs with the Kings and the world. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) So she picks up at four. She's like, traffic's getting bad. I'm like, what the fuck? What? She's like the game. I was like, Oh my God. So the game lets out and, and all the warrior fans are going back to the Bay area. So we have this intersection here. It's 1580. Once they merge, it's like a shit show. It's backed up a little while. So I'm in my car. I'm in Katie's driving. So the idea was I bought the tickets. She drives because I don't want to drive to the Bay. I don't want to put miles on Mm -hmm. my car. Like there's a whole, whole thought process. So Mm -hmm. I am in the passenger seat and I see this like Prius slowly get over into like crossover a couple lanes and I'm watching it. And she pulls over to the side of the road 
And she gets out of her car and she walks over to what I thought was mm-hmm. a like inflatable doll or a mannequin. I'm like, did someone toss a mannequin out the door? So we drive slowly by it. And it's actually a person that is passed out on the side of the freeway. Oh my God. Yeah. So Katie, I, I was like, and the old lady, I can see she has hearing aids. So we we're asking her like, is we were asking her questions. She couldn't hear us. So we pull over. And of course, now mind you, I'm telling you, traffic is a bitch. Right. No one else pulled over. Like at, at that moment, this little old lady must have saw him and then came across to, to do it. But no one, no one saw. So Katie and I pull over. I asked the lady, she said, yeah, her, his, his, she said he left her. He left, he left him. She left me on the side of the road. And I was oh like, ooh. And so she's like, I don't know. Then he passed up. And then when I'm telling you, I have seen a cadaver in college. I worked on a cadaver in college. Lifeless is what he looked like. His chest Whoa. was barely moving. It was pretty horrible. So I'm, I'm thinking, oh shit. So she gets, she calls 911 and she tells the lady, I, I'm not from here. I need, so I take the phone. I'm talking to 911. And the dispatcher was sort of a little bitch. You know, I, I understand that they have to remain under, they have to have a lot of, uh, calmingness. They have to like make you to come down. They have to ask a lot of questions. So I said, I am by Harbor Boulevard. And then I'm, I have uh industrial way. And she's like, you just gave me two of them. Which one is it? Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, well, across the freeways, Harbor Boulevard, I am right before the exit of, of, you know, industrial Boulevard. So finally she was asking some other questions so I put the, the older woman back on the phone and I'm looking around this guy. I'm trying to figure out like, does he have any idea on him? And I move his leg and his phone, his cell phone is like underneath his leg. So I go to pick it up and of course it's face locked and I'm not going to put it close to his face because his eyes are closed. It's not going to open up. But all of a sudden I get a, there's a, the phone rings. And I was like, oh my God, we're, he's getting a call. So I, I pick up the phone. I'm like, who are you trying to call? And the guy's oh like, oh my God. I go, who are you trying to call? He goes, I'm, I'm trying to call my buddy Christian. I was like, his name is Christian. So that they can tell uh-huh. the 911 operator that his name is Christian. And I was like, hey, what's your name? And he's like, Chris. I said, Chris, I have Christian's phone. He has passed out on the side of the freeway. He's like, what? He's on the, what? I go, has he taken any drugs? And they're like, no, my boy doesn't do drugs. I was like, okay. I said, he said that someone left him. He's like, what? Who left him? And then while I'm talking to him, another call comes in, which is Rochelle, which we now know is the girlfriend. So I pick up and I'm like, Rochelle? She's like, yeah. I go, Christian is on the side of the freeway, passed out. She's like, what? What? I, I said, he said that you left him. And she said, I didn't leave him. I go, well, technically you're not here. <laughs> I mean, so you technically Whoa. left him. Um, and she's like, I'm at the gas station. She's like, please make sure he doesn't die. We have three kids. And I said, did he take any drugs? Because now a nurse pulled over and she started giving him chest compressions. Oh, so good. I've got Rochelle on the, on the phone trying to figure out how to get back because she's not from here. Uh, she's trying to get back on the freeway. It's so much traffic. So she's like, where do I go? Where do I go? She's I'm trying to calm her down. I see CPR chest compressions happening. Like yeah, that's no joke either. So anything you watch on Grey's Anatomy or good doctor or the resident, you know, it's not a little push. It is like, if you don't crack a rib, you're doing it wrong. So, wow. um, so 
Rochelle, I finally, the firefighters show up and they were so great. They were really nice. You know, most firefighters come into play and they're like, uh, we got this. Thank you. We'll take your name. We got this. Do you know him? No. Okay. Go on your way. But this guy was like, listen, um, who I go, I'm talking to his girlfriend on the phone. She's on her way back. He doesn't do any drugs. Um, and you know, I'm trying to get her back here. He's like, okay, cool. We'll put him on a gurney. We'll make sure that, you know, we take him to where he needs to go. Meanwhile, I'm trying to talk Rochelle on how to get back to where the, her, where Christian is. And so she finally, I said, turn your hazards on and ride on the shoulder. If someone pulls you over, you can say, Hey, I'm, my boyfriend is on the side of the freeway. You could follow me, whatever that needs to be, but just get over on that side. So she pulls up because before she pulled up, I was like, you guys are taking Christian to the hospital, which hospital? And, you know, he's like, I think it's going to be Sutter. I go, cause if I'm here and Rochelle shows up, the first question she's going to ask me is where are they taking him? Exactly. So I said, he goes, I think it's going to be Sutter. I was like, okay, I'll wait for her to show up and I can tell her, well, finally, she finally pulled up and, and, um, was there and she gave the nurse a hug and me a hug. And, um, but the crazy thing is they got him on the gurney and then he just throws up everywhere. Like, I mean, so he was probably dehydrated as well as alcohol poisoning, but I'll tell you, here's another thing that these fucking TV shows instilled on me. So, you know, I know his name now, so I'm trying to, I'm going to, I'm going to go close to him and I'm going to try to wake him up. Right. But my first thought of if I wake him up and he wakes up, is he going to like reach for my throat, like, a, and then be so freaked out that he doesn't know where he's at, that he thinks I'm attacking him. You know, right. so I was like, I, I was doing it on the side of him. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to be in a place where his arm can't reach me, but I'm trying to like get him to wake up. And then, um, people were driving by, like, did you guys call 911? Bitch. No, we're just out here taking pictures. Like what the stupid question, but to sum that all up, I mean, I don't know if he's okay. I think he's okay because he started throwing up. The firefighter said that's a really good sign. He probably has alcohol poisoning. Um, but to think, wow. you know, three kids and, you know, you leave whether he got out of the car or not, you know, because there was, you could, we were stopped in traffic. So he could have just right. walked out of the car. You still drove away. Like, I, there has to be some accountability, but that's not my life to li- live as long as he was good. But we made it to the concert 15 minutes because the other city that we went through had a car accident. So that held up traffic. Finally got there 15 minutes before the concert. I mean, how much alcohol did he have to drink to be in that state? I don't know. I've never been. I, I was a drinker. Wow. I mean, like, like to get to that point in which you are, I mean, sir, his pupils were the size of like the top of a pin. They were so wow. dilated when he opened his eyes and his tongue was kind of swollen and his eyes were rolling back in his head. Like she was giving him CPR and his body was lifeless. Like it was really crazy. To wait, think. A minute, wait a minute. So, so what did someone just drop him off on the side of the freeway? His girlfriend said he got out of the car because they were arguing. Oh. So when he got out of the car, he probably just, that's when he passed out because the game let out, you know, my, my detective work, the game let out at three 30. Katie picked me up at four, which means we got there about four 15. By the time they got to their car after the game, got to the parking lot and got on the freeway. He, there was probably like a 20 minute timeline in which that all happened. 
Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Never got my food. Like I was kind of a little pissed off because I wanted to go to this restaurant and which means now I have to go fucking go to Berkeley to try it again. But, um, all in all it was eventful and it made me realize that I cannot believe how many people will drive by something that is something so severe like that. That's it's really crazy. remarkable. It's crazy. Because it's not it, like, it's not like he was just, you know, how we pass, um, unhoused homeless, yes, whatever yes. you call them. And there's these camps around the freeways and stuff like that. You just yep. go past everything. But to see someone on the side of the freeway, I mean, that is so dangerous. So dangerous. And I, I, and he's wearing his, like, it was a vintage Curry jersey. He had warrior tennis, you know, high tops on, like, you know, a couple gold chains. And I was like, I, that had wow. to happen so fast for you to be. And for her, the panic in her voice like, oh my God, don't let him die. We have three kids oh together. Like all of that gets a little like draining. But I, I I was thinking of all the times I've been in situations, you know, where someone act a fool. Like I've been in situations sure. in which I don't sit back idly. Like I, I'm going to say something. I don't sit and wait for someone else to do it. I haven't been in that many situations, but everyone I've been in, whether it's breaking up a fight, whether it's calling someone on their bullshit for being a racist, whatever that looks like, I'm doing it because it appears that not a lot of people want to do shit for, don't, don't want to good, do good things. Wow, that's, you know, and that's sort of scary. Like, yeah, on top of everything else, right? So you're on the freeway and that intersection or that merging between those freeways on a good day is a disaster. And after that, a game seven playoff game on a Sunday afternoon, and, and you have all the Tahoe traffic coming back. That is a mess. A mess. But, you know, I was with Katie and, you know, she said the same thing. So we get in the car and we're like, I go, well, listen, I, I thought I didn't want him to choke me out. Like, wake me, sure. like, wake him up. She's like, I thought the same fucking thing. Like, do right. I get close to him? Because is he going to take me down? But yeah, all in all, that was so that's that story. And what led me to my pissed off story was fucking Marjorie Taylor Greene. So oh we God. know what, the what twat. clown do? The twat. Okay, so. There's a picture that she posted on her tweet, on her Twitter account, that said the Democrat, the demo, the Democrat pedophile, which is oh my god, um, which is Joe Biden close to a child. Now she posts that, but the wow. whole video, the whole video of that interaction with him close to that child was a child. And most people probably, I don't know if most people know this, that Joe Biden had a stuttering problem. And this yes. child is a stutterer. Yeah. And Joe yeah. Biden was telling him and giving him, taking his phone number so that he could talk to him on all the tips and tricks he used to control his stuttering. He was actually being a decent human being. He was being a decent human being by like, here is this kid who's being bullied. He talked about being bullied. And he said, let me let, tell you what, let's get my phone. Let's get your phone number. So he leans in to talk his dad, the, the kid's father's right there. But that twat takes that fucking out of context and posts it on her fucking Twitter. That is, it's reprehensible. She's, like, she's no, she's no worse than Bobo, Bunty, Bobo, fucking right. who said, who calls and wears a t-shirt that says, the what did she say? The the hole puncher. Yeah, she called. It was a it was a, a she had a t shirt. She was holding it up, 
and it had a it had a picture of an AR-15. And she said this this AR-15 identifies as a hole puncher or something like that. So I she mean, was freaking out at 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 um gender authenticity and making light of the fact that children are killed with that thing. Making light of it. Like I we talked about this last week about you know people wishing people dead. You know, I don't my mom will probably, but you know what, you know, you know what I I don't even have to say it without I don't even have to say it. Like, but you know what I mean. I I can't believe that people have been elected that were voted on to put those fucking twats into office. Right. Just absolutely reprehensible. Like the 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 layer of going back to the 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 Marjorie Taylor Greene in elected in office and is tweeting calling the president a pedophile. Yeah. (laughs) Like she's an elected official. And so now let's just consider in corporate America, if you were to tweet or Facebook that your CEO is that, and you use a video out of context, you'd be fired. Fired. Like if I worked for a company and I posted that, somebody would reach out to my company and say, look what your employee posted and no shit. My company would fire me the next day. Right. They would fire you. So, so somebody would say, well, but president Biden isn't her boss. Well, no, he isn't, but you know what? He's the president of the United States and you can have political and ideology disagreements, but what you cannot do is label charges and I mean and, and defame people and Same. yeah and you know and, and then then you gotta go where is the decorum like why would you do that like what what are you gaining from that like you're just you're just polluting things and what's awful about it is I think I don't know if we mentioned this we were talking about this before but I think we did Republicans are like that many Republicans are like that. Um, um, name that too, game yeah. show. We talked about that, right? It's like I could do it in ten notes, you know. I could do it in eight or five or whatever. And they are they try to up each other for how awful and disgusting they can be. Yeah, and yeah, it that, just it's awful. That game show was hard. That game show is very hard. I mean, you <laughs> have to know. You have to know music. You have right. to know that shit. Like, I'm like, you can name that a, three notes? The fuck? How do you, you know what? <laughs> I, I, On the radio, sometimes I have to li- listen to half the song. <laughs> like, they need to get to the chorus. Like, something <laughs> that me, I know. <laughs> exactly. I was like, damn, you just brought a flashback to that show that I tried. You know, you think you know music, and then in the 80s, and then you listen. You watch one show of that. You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, I can name that tune in 55 notes. <laughs> I can name that note. I can name that tune when it gets to the chorus. Like legitimately, it was so hard. So yeah, but you're right. It's like the it's the one up. Um I, I was thinking about something. Now we talked about you getting married, having a fiance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure most of your Twitter folks know, and if they don't, I'm just going to put it on blast anyways, that this, you have been married before. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yes. so 
I want to think about, you know, I was married before too, for 19 years. I've been single since like 2016. I mean, I've had a couple dates here and there and, you know, I had a, a relationship, well, not really a relationship, a connection with somebody that was never really official. It was just, we were each other's person, but nothing official. Yeah. And thinking about somebody, let's think about you and after your divorce and mm -hmm. Did you think like, I guess, I guess to know where you're at now, first of all, did you go on any dating apps when you got out of your marriage? No, never. Never. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so did you ever think that you would get married again? Um, I never, like, I didn't think about it in that kind of way. I thought about it sort of the inverse of that, that I've been married um, twice before and I enjoyed being married and I've been married for, you know, maybe 20 total years or something like that. And I thought, well, you know, I had a good run. Like it was fine. I didn't have any <clears throat> real negative things about it. You know, there's some money things of course, but from a life standpoint, I was like, eh, and I'm good. And I thought it, the inverse was that, I'm going to really enjoy being single at this age, right? Mm. Because coming and going and things like that and, and um, you know, just doing whatever I wanted to do when I wanted to do it. And so I then thought, well, I'm going to just take a little time to like fully disengage from being married because I was married to my ex. I was with her for probably four, 13, 14, 15 years or something like that. Yeah. And I was really content, like, to just, like, do nothing, raise my daughter, get her to, you know, 18, college, and this kind of stuff. And so I didn't do any dating apps. And there were a couple of times, you know, I would see, you know, you'd be out somewhere, somebody be there, you'd strike up a conversation, you know, but I'd be like, I ain't got time for all that. Like, I don't, I don't have time. I don't want to buy new, new clothes. I don't want to go clean up my house. I'm good. You don't so, shave your balls. I don't do nothing, right? <laughs> and so then, before you know it, like eight years goes by. Yeah, yeah I was fine. Yeah, I I was fine. And so, if you okay, so no, I I think I did a couple dating apps, and I, I I was I was reading something, listening to something, and it was a man who said, "Good quality men don't go on dating apps because they don't need validation." They, he was saying that most men go on dating apps so that they can get liked and or people can feed their ego, which I'd never thought of from that perspective before. I never even thought like it makes sense, I guess. I, I, I maybe if you don't know where else to to yeah. go, but, um, you know, grocery stores, hardware stores, all of that. Um, so I, I'm not a I haven't been a dating app person either. Either someone reaches out uh, via social media and yeah. or you're out and about at a restaurant and someone introduces themselves. I'm, I'm not a dating person in that perspective. So think about when you first got out of your marriage and mm -hmm. like your first date that you went on or what was your headspace in regards to um, being out? Did you, did you have the initial reaction like, I'm divorced. Now I'm just going to get, it's going to be blows and strippers for like, you know, days on end. Or was it like, I'm really going to just be in my peace. You know what? It was more of the latter. I was just like, I'm going to be in my peace. And I hadn't been like fully single since the early nineties. Wow. Right. 
And it just felt, it just felt really good. And so going to the movies by myself, going to dinners by myself. Now I had my daughter half the time. So when I was with my daughter, I was just doing parent stuff. But when I didn't have her, I was just like, you know what? I am enjoying this time. I'm just going to just do what I want to do. And so that now, not so coincidentally, I also wrote 10 books during that time. Like I was, I was busy or nine books or whatever. I was busy. And you know, I started my blog and I was blogging once a week. And so I probably wrote, you know, a few hundred blogs in that span of time and, you know, eight or nine books, including three novels. So, you know, my creative energy was channeled and um, just laser focused on just doing just doing that. So, you know, I watched a lot of TV. I read a lot of books. I didn't travel much because of my commitment with my daughter, you know, maybe Disneyland a couple of times or something. But for the most part, I wasn't looking for any relationships or anything. And I got propositioned a couple of times, a few times here and there. But I was like, you know, I was sort of like think it through and be like, well, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do that. And I thought, nah, I don't have time for that. So <laughs> I just didn't. And then the next big thing I did was, slowly start remodeling my house right when just you know a room here a yard there another room there just like random stuff and that took time and I was really happy uh, to just not date and I remember one time I was driving I was driving right share late at night and I picked up this group of guys and they were probably 28 to 35 and it was like I think it was three of them and the one guy got in the front seat next to me and he was on some dating. He was on multiple dating apps. And I was like, which ones are you on? And he, he named a few of them. I'm like, okay. And you know the one where you swipe right, I think? Like Tinder? Yeah, that's when you say you you, you like someone or something like that? Yeah, a lot of, uh, most of them you do like Bumble, you swipe, and then the woman yeah. has to like make the connection. But Tinder is usually the hookup site in, 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 in the dating world. Yes, yeah, so this guy, he swiped maybe a hundred times. Right. <laughs> and I said, so I didn't really know how I worked. I, I, I go, so is that like, are you like sending a message? He goes, uh, basically. And I go, um, so does that mean that every one of those pictures of the women you saw you liked? He goes, Oh no, I'm just looking to get laid and I'm just playing odds. One of them is going to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> As a you know- care. Look, he didn't read profiles. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. And he if you just... didn't have a profile, and if you don't have a profile, like I ain't even gonna consider. Even if you're physically attractive, I'm like you're not. You can't even take time to write something. And that's a person that just wants to be liked for their looks, right? Yeah, Rather yeah. than he, he he swiped so much, I was like, my man, you about to get carpal tunnel. Like <laughs> he was gonna get that little pop up, you know, like they do on TikTok when you've been on TikTok too long. Like, <laughs> Give your thumb a rest. Um, you know, I would because I, you know, girlfriends and I always talk about dating and 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 have these conversations. And my main message for myself, if I was to consider being in any sort of relationship is just not disturbing my peace. Like I don't want to be in a situation where I have to worry where you're at. What are you doing? Are you being trustworthy? Are you loyal? loyal? Like it's more so do you partner in my peace? Like, do you create an environment that allows us to like 
be in each other's presence, have great conversation, great dialogue, knowing that you enhance my peace in a positive right. way. Um, right. That, right. That's a big deal. Yeah. That is a big deal. Like, can you be like, like, can your peace join my peace in harmony? Yes. Or, or, or is it, or is it disharmony? And, you know, cause I could go, you know me, I could go weeks and months without human contact and I'm, yeah. I am perfectly fine. Right. And then if I have human contact, you know, I'm okay with it. But at some time, at some point, I need just the the calm that comes with quietness. Yes. Right. And now, let me be clear. My fiance, or as her Twitter handle says, <laughs> uh, she has like Beyonce, but fiance. <laughs> I, I laugh at it every time I see it. She is um, a talker. Yeah. Like she can really, yeah. yeah, she's a teacher, right? So she's on a platform, she can talk. And, you know, and it's not crazy stuff. Like she has great conversation, great knowledge, world events, random stuff. It's always entertaining and everything. And sometimes I have to say, I just want to not talk. Like, yeah. I don't want to talk. Like, I don't want any words coming out of my mouth. Like, I don't want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy because... Think about your age now. What are you almost 60 or something? Like close to you'll be 59, right? Are you gonna be 50? <laughs> oh boy. Um, so you're always gonna be older than me. But think about what you thought of relationships and the person you wanted to be with when you were in your 20s and 30s. Like in mm. my 20s and 30s, I was, of course, there was a physical need, a physical attraction. There was like, mm-hmm. how do you build a household together? All of those things change. And as you get older and when you're single as many years as I've been and and Mm -hmm. as well, that you create this environment. First of all, your house is your safety. It's a place where you go after all the chaos and you're just right. And you can watch the TV shows you want to watch and you can leave dishes in the sink if you don't want to like all of these things. But I think I think mind wise having someone that's working on like their healing, someone that's taking, you know, taking care of themselves to be, to be better for themselves is once that's, that's pretty sexy in, in general, but someone that also offers that, that partnership and peace. Yes, yes. Crazy to think about at our ages, how that changes and how that looks now. It's, it's incredible to think about. It is. Although I've always liked, there's some things that have been very consistent about me. I like hair. I like curly hair. Yep. Right. Um, like that. That's why. And, and um, my Elian um, uh, has beautiful curly hair. Yep. And um, I like that. And then, you know, you know, women's bodily attributes. All of it's nice. I don't really care. Like all of it's nice. Like it. You know the shapes and curves and all that stuff. I all of it's fine with me. And um, but I also like someone that I could just, I could be with intellectually and so, you know, and someone who's easy to be around. Like, I don't want, yes. I don't want to try hard. I, you know, oh I don't mind trying hard to make a good relationship, but I don't want to try hard to just exist and get along with somebody. Yes. Right. I want to, I want that part to come easy. And then I start thinking, well, you know, after my daughter moves out and stuff, it would be nice to, um, travel the world again. I haven't done that in a long time, even though I'm, even though I'm scared of flying now, but travel the world again and to have a partner. Cause I could do that by myself and I'd be content, but it would be fun to have a partner to do 
some of those things, you know, different countries and different beaches and resorts around the world. Mm. I thought that'd be fun. And so that kind of stuff, um, that sort of really drew me that, that out of my, you know, hibernation, that it would be really good out, out of my isolation, it'd be really good to have a partner to do those things with again. So if you had to go back to your person, to yourself after your divorce, like it's fresh, you know, you with this person for 14 years, what advice would you give that person? What, what, what would you give yourself? What advice would you give yourself? Well, I think I would give myself the advice that, um, it is, and, and you know, and I would give this, I would give myself this advice at any age and, and whether in or out of a relationship that, that it is really important to honestly express your needs, your likes, your dislikes, mm. right? That's, and that doesn't mean the other person has to agree or accept, but you want a person that's going to listen to those things. So for example, I have a, a lifelong issue with sleeping, right? Yes. Life for, for, for many reasons um, that are not having to do with my brain, just many reasons. And so I really guard my sleep right now. Like I, I, I guard, I have like little music. Sometimes I have sounds or special lights and just, I built this bedroom that's just like a, an oasis for me. And so when I go to sleep, you know, to, to make sure I can sleep through the night, it's like a big deal to me and I, I guard it. So I don't want that disrupted. Like mm. I don't want that disrupted. Now I'm not talking about like not having sex or conversations or stuff like right. that. I just mean the moment I decide to go to sleep, like I want that to just be uninterrupted, unbothered. And like, that's one of my things. And so I've been very clear with that with, with my, my new partner, my fiance that I, I need my sleep to be, you know, my sleep is important to me because it's always, it's been a lifelong issue. And you know what? And she has said, okay, I, I get that. that. That's fine. So, but, so I have to state that as opposed to, you know, years later saying you always interrupt my sleep and it becoming a big, it becoming a big fight. So something like that. So, but then the flip side of that, the other advice I would give myself is, so stating your needs and likes and dislikes and stuff like that. The other advice I give myself would be, then you have to be willing to listen to someone stating their needs and likes and dislikes mm. like that, 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 that's a two way street. And so, you know, just because I love to watch science fiction, fantasy and really bad movies and series like bad, like objectively bad. And I enjoy them. That doesn't mean that someone else is going to like that. There may, they may want to watch Vanderpump rules. Yeah. And I am just in her, I am in her corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So I heard the premiere or the, the season finale. Something's happening in another day, right? Um, no, two weeks. So on 517, there's gonna be a fun. They that's the extra episode that they filmed. Oh so, so they went back the whole... when it came out that that he cheated. And they started to do another episode. So they added on an episode before the reunion. <laughs> oh, motherfuckers. Oh, so my God. That's on 517, which is good. So I, I like that. I think that's good advice. I don't know. Um, yeah, communication is so fucking key and how you communicate and how, how you actually listen rather than just hear. Um, 
and, and not everybody's going to align with, I, I guess I always tell people, like, if you have a value system, I have a value system and my value system is something that doesn't normally change. It's like who I am. And so if anything interferes with that value system, that disturbs my peace. So if yeah. let's say, because I I'm only going to use Trump as an example, just because if you voted for him, I'm not going to go on a date with you. And the reason why I wouldn't, not because of your political views, is it because it impedes the compassion that I have for people and we would be fighting all the time. So one, you're disturbing my peace. So are there things that you negotiate in life? Yeah. Like to your point, do you watch Vanderpump rules? Um, in and your crazy, stupid shows that you watch, like, are you willing to give that up or will that disturb your peace? Like you literally have to ask yourself, am I able to put up with something or tolerate it or will it fuck with my peace? Like, is it worth it? Yes, that's that. That's good. Is it worth it? Is it worth it? Like, am I willing to disrupt uh, in any case, way, shape, or form, I, you know, somebody's value system is different. If we, if I think, cause you're, you don't drink, right. You've never drank no. in your life. Never. And never. so you're, you didn't decide part of your values value system is to not say, I am never going to be with somebody that drinks. Right. Like that. Right. So Ilion, your fiance, mm-hmm. she drinks now she's not she drinks, you know, socially and has her wine and hangs out yeah. with her girlfriends. That wasn't a deterrent for you. That would no, no, okay, okay. no. It would be, it would be, it would be the abuse of. Yes. Right, like it's not my thing, but you know, but I say the same. Like, if she were to say to me, which she wouldn't, here you should have a drink, you know, and I'd be like, what are you doing? Like, I don't like yeah. that. Would that would be offensive to me at this point? Now, when she first met me. If she didn't know that, like, it wouldn't be a big deal. I would just say, no, I don't drink. But you know what? That doesn't stop me from wanting to show her wine country. Right. right. Yeah, show her the little places because, you know, she loves a good glass of wine. But you know what? Look, she's Puerto Rican. She loves some beer. Let's be honest here. So, and that, 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 doesn't, that doesn't bother me at all. Um, I don't have an issue with that. Like, but that is my value. So I'm not going to do it. But if that's what you want to do, I, that's not going to bother me. Yeah, that's good. I like that advice you'd give. So, um, Ooh, lots of good stuff today. What do you, what do you, last time I, last week I talked to you about what I was watching. So I want to know what you've been watching. Uh, so the, let me tell you something. I just finished a, just an absolutely delightful series on Netflix. I mean, and we're delightful. Yes. Carrie okay. Russell and the diplomat. Oh Lordy. I hear it's like Madam secretary. Um, I didn't see that, but yes. So she is, um, the ambassador to, uh, England. So it's set in England and it's all the machinations with trying to get their prime minister to agree with our president, you know, to agree with France or Russia or somebody in the middle East. And you're just going through all these different conversations and how, just how you know tricky it is and and all that but it's also you're trying to solve you're trying to both solve a mystery and and resolve the the outcome of that mystery at the same time okay 
And so it's it's eight episodes. I think there are a couple of episodes that are 40 something minutes, okay. you know, 45, close to 50. But I want to say most of them are 35 to 40 minutes. And it's a limited series. It's it just got renewed for season two. OK, OK. And, okay. It, and, it, and it had to so, because it sort of ends on a cliffhanger. Oh, and Kara Russell is really good. Her husband is really good. And the whole cast is really good. Like, it's okay. very, it's an easy watch because it's not like, it's not like hardcore, it's serious, but it's not like hardcore serious like um, The Mayor of Kingstown. Oh, God, that's. Whew. Like, it's not like that. Or you remember Mayor of East East Town or something like that? Yeah, that was with. Um, uh, the Titanic it? lady. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's it'll someone's shouting it right now. Yeah, uh, someone's shouting it right yeah. now. And I, and I just <laughs> called it the Titanic lady. Like, <laughs> Kate, I, Winslow. Well, Kate Winslow. Kate Winslow. Kate Winslow. Okay, Kate Winslow. That 40 year old movie. And I'm just saying the Titanic lady. Um, <laughs> so it's not even as gritty as that. Like, not at all. Oh, like, wow. Come, okay. Come back some. A little lighter. There's some sly humor, but it is very, very well done. It's very good. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I totally recommend it. I, and I, I really think, I really think you would love it. Um, do you, so my brother was telling me, I haven't started it yet, but Dear Mama, which is the Tupac. I, I have I not seen that. Okay. That's did, he, on did, Hulu. Your, did your brother like it? Yeah. He's like, it is, it's so good. So I'll probably add that. I started the show called from <laughs> listen okay i'm gonna say that so from is a mystery of a city in the middle of the usa that imprisons everyone who enters so the the residents struggle to maintain like a sense of normalcy and seek a way out but they also have to survive the threats of the surrounding forests, which are, oh, which like are monsters. That. Now, I am telling you, episode one got me fucking hooked. So there's two seasons um, and it is really, really good. I don't know what it's on. I think my brother said it might have been like epics or something like that. He doesn't have that at Showtime, but um, I yeah, I think it's epics. I don't know if that's a, it's another Oh, fuck another streaming service. Yeah, it, and you know it, it's available on Amazon Prime. And I think at one point I had like a free trial of Epics or something oh. like that because I I know I saw the first like two maybe three episodes of that, and then so my good. trial went away, and I was like, well, I guess that's it. So <laughs> so good. And um, the Firefly Lane. So we know oh. Firefly Lane came back for its final. They did the whole here's a whole, this is the end. And, but we're only going to give you five episodes and you have to wait a couple months and then you'll get the remaining one, you know? So the series is over and it was a fucking tearjerker. Like it was so well done. I was really? not disappointed. It was, it was, it's just really good to have I that. See that. I see that thumbnail. Like, like, what is that about? So is it, like, it is, is about sci-fi. No, it's about two girls that grew up on a street called Firefly Lane. And uh, they met each other in like eighth grade and they were friends until in, they were in their fifties. And so it takes them on their journey, takes them through the decades working on the news, um, marriages, ch a child, like 
through father's death. Like it takes you, her mom's addiction to drugs. Like there's these two friends are like each other's soulmates and, and not like in the physical sense, but just like the friendship soulmate and how they're there for each other, how they built their life around making sure that they were always there for one another. So uh, really, 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 really good. I enjoyed it. They did a really good job. So there's that. And then I, of course, Ted Lasso has been phenomenal. It, you know, I know this is the last season, which is really sad. Um, then you have um, the last thing he told me, which Jennifer Gardner, which is moving a little slow, but not slow where I'm getting mad. It's just like, I want more. I'm waiting for more to happen. So that's okay. good on Apple TV. Um, and then what else? I, I think just all my other shows, like the good doctor, Lone Star, 911, 911, all the, all the hokey. <laughs> and right now as of May 2nd, now I don't know any details, but like there was a writer strike that happened at midnight on May yes. 2nd. So yes. it's going to, all scripted shows are going to be delayed. Everything, yep, everything, everything. The only thing that's not delayed would be like reality and yep. just some cheese ball kind of stuff, but it's all going to be delayed. And we don't know how long it's going to take them to resolve that. So like you were just saying, oh, there's a second season for something, or they give you five episodes. Those next episodes could be two years. You don't even it's know. Crazy. So this will be a good for us. You know, as the writer strike continues, like if we go into next week, we'll have to go back to like our vault and give some people ideas and suggestions on shows to watch that they might have not watched. Like, yes, that's a good idea. Yeah. So we can think about that. But yeah. And then, of course, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I think Hacks is coming back in June. So I'm super stoked about that. Succession is fucking stellar. Yellow Jackets. I mean, I, this is why I don't date, right? Cause I, I'm, my date is with my TV, but, um, so yeah, uh, good, good stuff this week. Really good dialogue. I, 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 I love the, uh, I love the, <laughs> I love, I just love picking your brain on some shit. And we didn't spend a lot of time talking about the fucked up, um, government stuff happening in some of these States, like, you know, Texas trying to put up the 10 commandments in the schools. Oh my God. That's um, such, such a know. joke. I, such a joke. And to think like, what does that do for, this is Christianity and whiteness. You know, what does that do for the Jewish child or the Hindu right. or the Buddhist? Right. Like, what are you doing? So right. we didn't get it's to talk about time. that. It's a but mess. Yeah. So, okay. So we'll cover some more of that. And then um, I'm going to tell you about some more um, wedding preparation stuff. I think you might, that might be interesting. And then we could talk um, uh, basketball. And then I want to say to our listeners, please go rate us. Because you might not notice, but I think we have a troll. Someone rated us low. What the fuck? Yeah. It, it made our rating go from like 4.8 to like 4 or something like that. I thought, you know what? I better not find that mother. But anyway. And it was anonymous? Uh, yeah, it's anonymous. Ugh. Yeah. So I hope you're enjoying our show. Rate us. Share us. Leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. And look at all our links on our show page. You can show you show you where you can reach us online and uh, reach out to us. We'd good to hear from you. And, um, but also if you're not going to rate us high, just stay away. Don't do it. Like what, yeah, what are you doing? What are you keep, doing with your life? Keep scrolling you little troll. <laughs> oh, Feedback God. is a gift. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what we always <laughs> tell people in leadership. Like feedback is a gift. Not in this situation. Like not in this situation. <laughs> right. Right. The better, the better part of valor is just shut up and go away. 
If like like everybody says, if you don't have anything to say, don't say anything. And fucking all. It's very simple. All right, just talk to you later. Have a great all week. All right, bye. Bye. Love this podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review. Visit the episode description to find out how you can connect with the hosts on social media. Voice Memos is a production of Dear Dean Publishing. All rights and trademarks reserved. No portion of this podcast shall be reproduced commercially without consent.